have requested this song, so it's uh, Let People See Jesus in Me.
If you would, open your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, and tonight we'll be looking at verses 13 through 16. Now, this morning we looked at committing the year to the Lord. Committing everything that we say, everything that we do, pretty much everything in our life, committing that or rolling it over to God, rolling that burden of life over to God. Now, another way that we can commit our life and everything that we say, everything that we do to God is through evangelism, sharing our faith. Let people see Jesus in us, letting his light shine forth from us. And this is something that Jesus talks about in the Sermon on the Mount. If you would, again, turn to Matthew chapter 5, and we'll be looking at verses 13 through 16. It's written, ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, I just thank you for this day that you have given us. I thank you, Lord, for 
all those that came out tonight. And Lord, I just pray that you would just give us a blessing, Lord, for being here. And Lord, I just pray that you would just, just illuminate your word for us and help us just to take what we learned tonight and help us to apply it in our daily walk. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would be with those that could not make it today, those that are sick and shut in, those that may have lost loved ones. We just lift each one up to you, Lord, and just pray your blessings upon each one. And I just pray, Lord, that you would just be with them and just overshadow them with your love and watch care. And again, Lord, I just thank you again for this day that you've given us. And I just thank you, Lord, that we could just come tonight and, and look into your word and, and just worship together. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with me tonight and give me the words to say and just tie me behind the cross. And Lord, if there is anyone here tonight that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts tonight. And Lord, I just pray that you would bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> now, these verses are part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Now, when you're reading the Sermon on the Mount, just to give you some background... When you're reading the Sermon on the Mount, the Sermon on the Mount does not present a way of salvation. You won't find a way of salvation in the Sermon on the Mount. Instead, the Sermon on the Mount gives us a way of life, a way that we are to live. And in particular, the sermon presents a way that we are to live once we become part of God's kingdom. Samuel Ethan, nice to have you tonight. Now that you're here, you get to take over. <laughs> come on. That's what happens when you come in late. <laughs> Uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. So the Sermon on the Mount presents a way that we are to live in the kingdom as part of God's kingdom. Now in verses 13 through 16, Jesus teaches us that part of being part of basically a part a way in which we live as being a part of God's kingdom, I almost spoke myself into a corner there, <laughs> is to be salt and light. So part of living in the kingdom is to be salt, and part of living in the kingdom is to be light. So look at verses 15, or verses 13, ah, I can't speak tonight, verse 13. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Now, there's a couple of things to note concerning salt. You know, today, we don't really think anything about salt, do we? We have it on our dinner tables. We add it to our food. We use it to salt the road. But during Jesus' time, salt was a very expensive commodity. And what the Romans would do with salt 
was two things. One, they would use it to pay their soldiers because it was so expensive. They would give it to their soldiers and then the soldiers could take the salt and then sell it. And another thing is they would use it if they went to take over an area and they wanted to destroy that area and let so no one else would live there. One, they would take rocks and just throw, it, throw them all over the place, which would make it hard for people to plow their fields. But another way they would do this is by using salt. And by salting the ground, nothing would grow there. So it had two purposes. But Jesus is using a purpose for salt as in flavoring food. He says that Christians are to salt the earth, pretty much giving flavor to food. Christians are to be salt. Yet, what makes us salty? Because before we know Christ, we're pretty much dull. We have no flavor. Before we know Christ, we are nothing. There's nothing in us that gives us a flavor. Basically, we're tasteless and dull. But once we receive Christ, we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, but we have something else. We have the salt of Christ's doctrine, what he was teaching, his word. We have the salt of the gospel. It is the salt of the gospel that gives us flavor. So when he says, you are the salt of the earth, he's talking about what he is giving to the disciples. How are they salt? They are salt through the word of Christ, through his doctrine, through what he teaches. The same is true for us. We are salt by what the gospel has done for us and what we have through the indwelling spirit. It's the... Salt of the gospel. So now that we are salt and we have this flavor that Christ gives us, we are to go out and spread this salt throughout the earth. Basically, we're to give the earth flavor. In particular, we're to give the people of the earth flavor. Because without Christ, they are dull and tasteless. Or another way to put it, they are dead. They're dead in sin and trespasses. So with the gospel of Christ, we're not tasteless. We're salty. And being salt we have to commit ourselves to be salt, to spreading his gospel to others.
And that's what he is telling us right here. We're the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith will it be salted? So basically, not only are we salt, we have to spread his word to maintain our savor. Because if we're not spreading his word, we become dull again. And now, how can we be reflavored? We've already had his gospel. We need to be salt and flavorful. Flavoring the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Likewise, he says that we are light. We're light. Christ says that we're the light of the world. You know, just as salt gives flavor to what it touches, it represents what gives flavor to dull. Light represents something. What does light represent? You know, many people think it it represents holiness, shining a light into the darkness. But look at what Christ is saying here. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Here he's not really talking about holiness. He's talking about knowledge. But the knowledge of something in particular. The knowledge of Christ. You see, it's the knowledge of Christ and his gospel that gives us light. It's the light of Christ, the knowledge of Christ, the word of Christ. You know, he doesn't mean that we go around spreading his holiness to the world because we can't do that. We can't be holier than Christ. We can be holy but there's no way we can touch the holiness of God. So he must be talking about something else. He's talking about his knowledge, the knowledge that he gives us. So in these verses, light represents knowledge that we shine in the darkness, the knowledge of Christ. And when you think about it, we know something that other people do not know. We have something that other people do not have. As a Christian, we have Jesus Christ. And we have that knowledge, the saving knowledge of the gospel. And that's what he's telling us that we are to go out and, and spread our be. He says that we are the light of the world. Well, what's the light? The light is the knowledge of Jesus Christ the gospel of Christ. We have been so enlightened by faith 
that we cannot and should not be hid. It is his gospel that gives us knowledge. It is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the light of Christ that we shine out to the world. You know, this is the same as a lighthouse. If you think about it, can a lighthouse be hid? No. A lighthouse sits there on a coast and and it gives light to everything that's around it so the ships won't hit the rocks. A city that is on a hill can't be hid either because the light from that city will go, is going to brighten everything around it. The same is true for a Christian. Christians are to brighten all things around them. All people that are around them. Now, what is the light that we shine? Again, we shine the light of Christ. We are to let his light shine forth from us and brighten everything around us. The same is true, you know, he uses the, the candle. Someone is not going to light a candle and then hide it. They're going to put it on a candlestick so it will give light to everyone that's in the house. Christians are to be that candle. And we are to let the light of Christ shine all around us. Pretty much illuminating the darkness that's in the world. But we also see something else here. Not only is our light the knowledge that Christ gives us, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that indwelling spirit and that knowledge that he gives us that is to shine forth from us, it's also the works that we do in the name of Christ. Because even our works as a Christian will give light. Our works as a Christian will give light. Look at what he says. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. So we're to do good works in the name of Christ. Now that, you know, just as a, a side note, can works save? No. Works can't save, but what happens is is we show our faith in Jesus Christ by our works, as James says. So we're to do good works in the name of Christ, and when we do good works in the name of Christ, what's going to happen? If we're shining the light of Christ, if we're doing good works in the name of Christ, people are going to see these works, and they're going to glorify God. They're going to give glory to God. So we're to be salt and we're to be light. But the only way we can be salt and the only way we can be light is through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Our saltiness and our illumination that we give come from Jesus Christ and his gospel. And we're to salt the earth 
and we're to shine the light that Christ gives us to all who are around us. So what we need to do is commit ourselves. Not only are we to commit our works and our speech and everything that we do, turn them over to God, we're also to commit ourselves to being salt and light. Because being salt and light shows that we belong to Jesus Christ and it will also let others see Jesus in us. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, again, we just thank you for this day that you've given us. We thank you, Lord, for all the many blessings that you've bestowed on us. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us as we go into this time of invitation. And Lord, I just pray that if there's any that need to make any decision, that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Brother Steve. Yeah.